Jamesy the Band. Find their music at jamesythebandbandcamp.com. Shout out to my cousin, Cole Hem, singer-songwriter, with the band Jamesy. The shadows never last. to the broadcast. Time to take off the mask. Hello. Welcome back to The Fool's Journey. Today, we are going to have another past life regression session. The second of three, which I have already had. Each progression, or each regression, I enter a hypnotic state, or a trance-like, or a dream-like state, because you may note that I am fully aware of everything happening, everything I'm saying. In fact, I will share in the commentary, whilst we listen to the recording, some of the thoughts that I did not share out loud with words that I was having in the moment, some of, some of the other experiences I had while in that dream state. I'm calling it a dream state for argument's sake because it is very similar, although some would argue it's a spiritual state. A spiritual state in the sense that those that would argue that would believe in reincarnation and in the eternity of the, sto of the soul. And therefore, with that theory, that would mean that I'm actually recalling old memories from my soul. And whether it's my imagination or real memories, that I find not important. What's important is the insights I get through this abstract and creative look I can have at my own mind at my own consciousness. I have a theory that consciousness 
is a permeated frequency similar to how you would see divinity in Hinduism or Buddhism or in the great law of peace. And from that frequency, that space and timeless frequency, that is where the focal points um, focus, thus creating matter, material, and all of existence. In the beginning, there was the Word. And the Word said, let there be light. When we're talking about basic frequencies in that biblical scripture, we're talking about consciousness, we're talking about sound, um, sound communicating thought and light. Now that might be too heavy for you. You may just be wanting to go for a creative ride, a, a fun storytelling session. Well, we'll get into it in just a sec. I first wanted to explain what it is these past life regression therapy sessions are doing for me and how I see them. I can see them as actual memories or I can see them as emotional, intellectual regurgitations of the energies bottled up inside of me. Either way, they're kind of the same thing with regards to their importance of the insights they offer to my psychology. So I'm kind of performing psychology or psychoanalysis here just using a more creative method, one suited to my creative and dramatic flair. And now, a little bit about this life. I come into this life not realizing I'm a woman because of my hard face. I'm a hunting woman, an inventor woman. I am a teacher. I. It seems that I am the judge and chief counsel or advisor of my people, my village, my small village. My name is Mama. When I say it, Nick, my therapist and guide, thinks I said Ama. And this is all well because Mama and Ama are used in different languages for the term mother. And that's what I was in this life. Not a beautiful, sexy woman as my ego would have it. No, hard, old, not so beautiful, but oh so intelligent and wise woman, Mama, who also in this life does not have children of her own, yet she is called Mama by all the children in her village because of the motherly role she plays for the whole village. And in some ways, she is the mother of intellect, as we will find in this village. She's the mother of invention. <clears throat> in this life, my memory claims to have figured out how to control flame, fire which was discovered by accident when the sun, rays of the sun were magnetized, magnified, I mean, through a gemstone, igniting a flame on one of our wooden and leaf and grass structures. After the accident and during the cleanup, it was me 
Mama, who was able to deduce where the fire had originated and how it had originated, thus inventing the magnifying glass flame for at least her people. This life I'm very proud of, and I find it inspiring, and it taught me a lot about myself. On with the show. Just allow the story to unfold. What do you perceive? Jungle or rainforest. Mm-hmm. A river. Okay. My home, a cave. Okay. And who do you live with? My family. Okay. And are you male or female? I'm male. Okay. Here I wonder if it is the default of my current ego to think of myself as a man. And yet... No, I'm female. Okay. I realize I'm a female in this life that I'm recalling. Describe your appearance. Short hair. Mm-hmm. And black. Okay. I'm mostly nude. Okay. So, it's a little quiet. I'll repeat some of the details I think are most interesting if they're quiet, but also... I'm a white guy in this life, and here I am intellectually, emotionally, and possibly in reality, identifying as a black woman in an ancient jungle. I do have some cloth. Okay. I'm skinny. Okay. And... Petite okay. or short. Yeah. Do you have shoes? No. Okay. What's your name? Mama. Okay. And what are you doing right now, Mama? I'm crouching and looking at my reflection in the river. Hmm. Do you do this often? Yes, I'm fascinated by myself, by my appearance. Hmm. What do you like about it? What fascinates you? That there is another me in the water. Hmm. Do you do this alone? Yes, it's my way of introspecting and introspection. Okay. What is interesting to note here is that as a child, I would always look for hours into my own reflection in mirrors. There were a few in my house that I grew up in. 
something very introspective about examining yourself, examining how you hold your face muscles due to different thoughts and emotions. If you stare long enough, your mind will wander and you will experience a variety of thoughts and emotions and you'll get to see what that looks like and the changes in your face. Here I am, an ancient woman crouching down in a river, calm water, looking at my face. And also pondering the reality that this is an unreal yet real version of myself. And isn't that ironic that we start the session off with that memory, which is parallel to what we're doing here with this past life regression. It being a real and unreal version of myself. Now, find a time when you're with other people. Find somebody with whom you have a strong connection. Seem to be a wise woman, respected, and whose counsel is sought after. Mm -hmm. I don't think I have a family. Okay. Or the tribe is my family. Okay. My purpose is not to be a mother. Okay. But they call me mama. Okay. So here I'm saying that although I have no husband and neither children and was not put there with a purpose to be a mama, yet the village was my family and they all called me Mama. When did you come to realize this purpose? Here, Nick asks me this question, I believe, in response to my nickname. It confuses my imagination for a while, but then I understand the question and describe why they call me Mama and when I realized it. When I looked at myself, when I saw my strengths mm -hmm. and capabilities. What kind of counsel do you give, Amma? Basically all of it. Hmm. How to survive in the jungle. Mm -hmm. What plants to gather, where to gather. 
ultimately into innovations in agriculture. Mm -hmm. Psychology. Mm -hmm. Organization of the village. Social organizations mm -hmm. like hunting tactics. Mm -hmm. Do you look at the stars and the planets? Yes. What year is it? The time before time was recorded. We all seem very new. In what way? What do the stars tell you about where you came from? Stars don't talk to me. They only make me wonder. Hmm. Okay. And then I talk to myself. Mm -hmm. The people around me don't seem to feel confident like I do. surroundings hmm. are they scared I think so or they just need guidance mm -hmm. well, please move to a time of an important event fairly early in that life What's happening? Watching my father hunts, he is huge. He's teaching me self sustainability, mm -hmm. self reliability, independence. His lessons to me are profound, even though he speaks very little. And everybody sees him as the leader. taken by a wild animal mm. when I was young. Strengthening the impulse for self-reliance. Mm. 
Do you have children? Or do you have siblings? No. very my father when he was raising me and me as an adult were very solitary people and often would have thoughts as if it was too much that the others needed from us mm. but in our more truthful moments with each other we admitted how much we also needed them. A lot of times in this life, I have to admit that my capabilities cause me to expect the same. My dispositions cause me to expect the same from my brothers and sisters in humanity. And that um, is not fair. And that is not in alignment with truth. We're not all the same. We all have different reasons and different strengths and different weaknesses. And if understood correctly, we're all equal. And I need all of you just as much as you need me. Mm, that's an interesting lesson for this dream to just spit out there. Rather nonchalantly, I must add. Not for survival so much as for other qualities like human contact, love, learning. Learning through teaching. Are there any special moments where you shared something about that with your father? A particular experience? Considered it a miraculous force. Mm -hmm. We were dumbfounded by it. And we stumbled into how to create it ourselves and control it um, by accident. An accident that relied on the actions of others. Okay, now move to another significant time, perhaps around the middle of your life, or maybe a little later. 
What's happening? I kill a big wildcat. Okay. Were you hunting? No, it came to me. Mm-hmm. It hunted me. Mm-hmm. Without my discipline and skill, I noted its movements before I could... I, I, I hunted its hunting me. Mm-hmm. And lured it into a scenario where I could easily kill it. Because otherwise, body to body, the animal would win. Were you aware of it before you saw it? I was. Through the power of deduction. Mm -hmm. Were you alone at the time? Yes, because I was luring it away from the people. We have children to protect. Mm -hmm. I could never imagine humanity populating the planet the way it has. And protecting the children was quite important. Did you have any special relationships with uh, children in the village? Yes, I taught them all. Mm -hmm. How big is your village? Growing up around 20, by the time I died, nearly 100. It's more of a camp than a village. Mm-hmm. You were nomadic? Yes. Did you move seasonally? No. Well... The seasons were pretty constant. Mm-hmm. It was not about food and shelter. It was... We moved with the seasons of the, uh, not the weather, but of the animals and the plants. Mm-hmm. Were you the one that guided the village that way? Yeah, so I, I was able to observe, recognize, and remember signs of shifting trends in our surroundings. Mm -hmm.
was it easy to move when it was necessary? Yes. Did you always know when to do it? When in doubt, move. Hmm. Well, then became a peaceful meditation as well, the jungle. And the trance of it. Would you ever be separated for a long period of time? A relatively long period of time from your people? Never more than a few days. There were some of the people that disappeared for longer by accident. Mm -hmm. And we were able to recover most of the most of the time when that would happen. much more aware of energy in this life mm -hmm. than anything I could reference in my life today. Mm. Now, I have to take a moment to describe this. This is a common thread of some of my more ancient lives. I, in the dream state, start having experiences that are very real and very vivid of feeling kind of a pulsating magnetic or electromagnetic frequency off of all my surroundings, like the air, like the colors of the light, of the moonlight or the sunlight or the water itself or people or plants. If any of you have ever felt any radiation of any kind, even if it's the radiation of a motor, when you put your hand on the hood of a car and you feel that right there, imagine that radiation applied to everything. This is an interesting experience for me because... It validates on some levels my intellectual or emotional understanding slash theory of energies. I'll repeat this, that I am a master electrician, which puts me above the layman in physics and science. But I'm not a scientist and a PhD, etc., Although, 
in my Eastern studies of Kung Fu and Tai Chi and Qi Kung and Tantra and Yoga, I have learned to sense bodily energies. Although they're very faint in comparison to the wide range of energy flux that I'm aware of in this life. And it makes me imagine that animals are aware of these energy fluxes, being less intellectually clouded than we are, which is, the, which is my hypothesis as to what is clouding us. It is emotional, intellectual blockages stopping us from feeling the radiation coming from our cell phone or any of the energies in the rest of our surroundings. I know how to trust plants and animals by the energy I detect. Mm -hmm. Sometimes feeling it as a, as a wavelength or a vibration and other times seeing it in color or light form. Mm -hmm. Other times, just knowing it, a thought. Mm -hmm. I'm incredibly good at trusting my gut. My intuition, I mean. Mm -hmm. Is it easy to relate to other people this way? It's hard to relate to the people, except for the children. Mm -hmm. Children are not as afraid and not judgmental. And set in their ways, they're open. Mm -hmm. I teach them to remain open. Mm -hmm. Like my father taught me. Although he was wrong about some things. Like what? He sacrificed some open-mindedness through practicality, mm. for practicality. Is there anyone else in the village a little bit like your father? Do you interact with the men and women in more or less the same way? Yes. They're all my equals. Mm -hmm. Some are good for some things and others are good for other things. Mm -hmm. 
and you adapt your style of teaching to these differences? Yes. I'm always trying to understand. And usually I'm successful. We all want peace among us, our, ourselves, each other. Mm -hmm. Often I'm serious and recluse, but other times I become center of attention with my sense of humor. Do you make special friends this way? Yes. Who? There are some people whose skills are, there's, there's a man and a woman, mm -hmm. and their skills are such that I rely on them for a certain craftsmanship. Mm -hmm. And we joke, we laugh, mm. and we tease about how much we need each other. Can you tell me more about these people? What they look like? Their roles? Well, the man makes weapons for hunting and tools. Mm -hmm. He pays such close attention to detail of ergonomics and functionality mm. that I marvel in his work. Mm. And often sh share with him my field experiences of design, mm. tools and instruments. And the woman teaches me how to be loving and giving and womanly. Mm -hmm. She's younger than me, but feels like she's my mother. Mm. What do you call her? Bova. Mm. What does she look like? Much smoother skin than mine. Much softer, rounded edges in her face and her body curves. Mm -hmm. Is she a mother? She is. Mm -hmm. Okay. They're a husband and wife. Okay. And what's the man's name? Choco. Hmm. Choco? 
CH triple. We have a son and a daughter, and the daughter's name is Amy. she really admires me. As she develops, I admire her too. I'm always surprised by her. She's one of the ones who stay Oka? Yes, <clears throat> very much so. Hmm? She's the one uh, I, I, I choked up from sentimentality because she showed me process of how I build a foundation of a collection of knowledge and understanding and wisdom and she takes it and expands upon it beyond my expectations this after your father's passed? His father passed early in my adulthood. Mm -hmm. This was an important experience for the village? My father's passing? You're learning from... Yes, it was what what allowed us to start our society. Okay. Or grow our society. That's wonderful. And our body of knowledge. So what I'm saying here is that my people started to build a basis of knowledge, a body of knowledge, from which they were able to grow as a society and to evolve through generations. Isn't that interesting? Did she take on a role like yours while you were alive? In some ways. She became a mother. Mm -hmm. She hunted with her husband, though. That was unusual. Hmm. She was more successful than he was, usually.
Did you teach her to hunt? I did. being close to her parents, she was always at my side. <clears throat> we used to, I used, we used to tease her and call her shadow. <laughs> because she was my shadow. What's the word? She was also rebellious and adventurous. Mm -hmm. It was sometimes her mistakes that came to some sort of revolution or growth or new idea. so afraid and upset about something but the outcome was so marvelous that as I was scolding her we both broke out into laughter what was it that she did she followed me on a hunt when she was really little and not ready. And she made a certain noise which changed the course of the beast I was stalking. Which would have been normally expected, but the way the scenario played out, we realized we gained the perspective that we could manipulate the movement of beasts with noise. This made our, our lives so much easier and successful. as I scolded her for her mis mistake that I in my scolding pointed out to the great revelation she had made
now move to the events of the end of that life. You can dissociate it from it, view it as if on a screen if you like. Quite healthy for my age, I'd be able to move and lucid. Mm -hmm. But there's something fails me internally that we don't understand. Mm. And uh, one morning they wake up to me lifeless. Edie and one of her children found me mm. when they came to say good morning and start our day. How old was Edie? She was an older woman. And you? I was even older. Her children were adult size mm -hmm. when they found me. Mm -hmm. But still children. Now note the death experience itself for you. When I went to bed, there was this difference in the way I sensed things. As far as I could tell, it was all the same, but internally there was a difference. Mm -hmm. But I was basking for some unknown mm -hmm. reason in the beauty of all my surroundings, all the beautiful people had played a significant role in and, and vice versa in our lives. And all the nature, and especially the sun. Mm -hmm. called it sky fire. Hmm. Do you remember the word? Aka. accidental discovery of how to create fire was through a transparent rock we had found, which had magnified the Akka light into one of our structures that burnt it down. Hmm. When we found fire in the structure burning We didn't understand how it was created until I was able to see the stream of focused light 
come through the stone and aim now degrees further over from the fire's origin. <laughs> and then I touched it and it burnt me when I kept my hand in it. Mm-hmm. So a couple things I found cool with this last account is that firstly when I died I seemed to be aware of the sensation of death being at my doorstep and I laid down and died I mean it was that simple um, referring to the energy sensations that I that were common to that to me in that life um, I'll share on a personal note that I've had health issues which caused me nearly to die. And in meditation, I would see the angel of death. And it would just be looking at me like, you called me, why am I here? What, what, what are you going to do? You're going to die? You're going to keep going? Kind of look, you know? And that could have been my imagination as well, but I seem to have sensed when my life was near fatality. Um, that was without the doctors say so. You know, doctors in Canada at least are very reluctant to tell you the severity of your illness, especially if they think it could worry you. The other thing I think is pretty cool is that I called the sun Aka or fire ah and sky ka sky fire ah ka and isn't it interesting that in Spanish my wife's mother tongue and the f- second language I learned Aka means here Aka Aka and um, the sun is kind of always shining here, right? Well, anyways, that's that's just some cool, trippy stuff I wanted to mention. And now let's go into my subconscious and ask some personal questions to my subconscious personality. Charles asked the question of purpose in this life, vocation, profession, daily activity. Can you speak to possibilities for his path, changes? endeavors, relationships that he can receive at this time and undertake, embark upon consciously, unconsciously. Charles is already fulfilling his purpose. 
purposes. He just doesn't hold the titles that he desires. And he doesn't always have the daily acti activities that he desires, but his purpose is like Amos. Okay. And that is to add to the collective consciousness, add to humanity, add to the harmoni har harmony mm -hmm. and the discovery. Through his adventures, he can spread this, these messages. And he's embarking on adventures at this time? Yes, always. Okay, good. He can, he can move into early retirement okay. from his profession as an electrician and take up humanitarian causes. Okay. If he can attain the financial freedom, he can get certified in any of his interests like psychology and anthropology. Mainly anthropology, but from a experience-based study mm -hmm. and approach. He is needed in California, Mexico, Baja California mm -hmm. to do the thankless job of opening their minds. Mm -hmm and leaving impact. He can, he can plant seeds that will impact their culture in the future for generations to come. Mm -hmm. And he should, he should strive to do so, even though he may not see those seeds develop into fruition in his own life. Mm -hmm. And to focus on the children because they are truly the future. Not only his own? Not only his own, but that is why he became a father. He, his two children get a special tutorage. <laughs> maybe they're there to tutor him. Has Alma's lifetime helped with understanding male and female relationships on a spiritual level? On an everyday level? Alma's relationships were all spiritual regardless of sexuality, sex, mm -hmm. or age, or any distinguishing factors. Mm -hmm. So yes, 
Hmm. Any significant parallels worth pointing out for establishing um, greater harmony and gendered relationships in this life? Not to be, not to be afraid of either. Um, solitude, solitude, mm -hmm. or intimacy and collaboration. Hmm. Charles usually doesn't want to work hard on developing deep bonds because he's afraid that he's too different. to trust in himself and trust in his leadership qualities to attract companions. Mm -hmm. And with his wife, he needs to he needs to trust in that partnership. Does he need more openness with his wife? Openness, yes, they're both, he's very open, but with her, he shuts down because she's very close-minded. Mm -hmm. This is destroying the relationship and Charles knows it. And he's working towards the, in the right direction. to let go of the differences in his and his wife's qualities and priorities mm. and allow them to vibrate their own frequencies to create a third mm. or team teamwork partnership. Mm -hmm. afraid to leave her in the dust as far as growth and development or discovery or adventure is concerned mm -hmm. should she be close to it and should he be called to it okay but he should work on not creating a message of abandonment mm. because that's not what he will be doing. Okay. shouldn't be afraid to lead her. Mm. 
with the example and action. Mm -hmm. He should be more thoughtful about his role as a leader in his household. Okay. Does he need to take a more confident position? Yes. Does he know how? Yes, but he struggles with it. He doesn't like being assertive. He feels there's something unfair about it. Mm. But that's a distorted view based on his fears of being treated unfairly himself. Mm. Amma provide a relevant example for how to embody leadership? Yes. She was the best leader I've ever been. Hmm. Charles is a lot like her, but with only half of the confidence she had. Hmm. Has this experience helped him understand limitations of gendered ideas of leadership? Yes. I think that's what bothers Charles most about his mother. Is because she never showed him a strong woman. Mm. to communicate with him what this experience has shown in that regard what a strong woman looks like yes and also that his mother was strong but was facing things that caused her to disbelieve on a fundamental level mm. her strength So the insight for him is that not to judge. Mm 
But also Charles never spoke up the way he should have with his mother. Mm. And with all the females that have ever, he, he is allowed to hurt him. What are some important things that he didn't say? Regarding boundaries. Mm-hmm. What kinds? Things like being made to feel uncomfortable about Gender ideas? Gender ideas, exactly. Mm -hmm. gender ideas, but cultural ideas. Is there anything else that's available right now to come forward? I want to tell Charles that's enough with the self-doubt. Mm. You are a capable master. Stop checking out. Mm. Is that everything? And always be fair. Hmm. That's everything. Okay. That was good. You are now ready for the journey back to what is called the present time. Good to do that. Do you want your water? Yes, I do. There you go. If you want, you just sit down. We can move the table over. All right. That's such an interesting process to undertake. Mm. No, no, it's oh. just uh, sometimes, um, sometimes you just get way more than you expect in a given instance. I don't think there's much more for me to say. Until next time on The Fool's Journey.
Special thanks to James E. DeBand, jamesedeband.bandcamp.com. Thanks for listening to The Fool's Journey.